welcome to the next episode of the Unity Commons podcast. Again, I'm Amy Dell, the editor-in-chief of Unity Commons Student Publication, and I'm sitting down with Zach Falcon, the vice president of Flagship and professor of conservation law enforcement. So, Zach, can you give me a brief overview of like the different fields you've worked in? Sure. Like a lot of folks, I've had a pretty varied career, but primarily I've been trained as a lawyer. Um, when I was younger, um, I spent a lot of time uh, commercial fishing and working in various fields. But um, uh, after college and law school, I began my legal career. And I began um, as a staffer in the House of Representatives. Um, I worked in both the Senate and the House of Representatives as a college intern and then a law school intern, and eventually became um, an assistant oversight counsel in the House of Representatives for several years. And then I continued my law practice back in my home state of Alaska, um, working in a variety of different sort of legal capacities and finishing up my career there as an assistant attorney general for the state of Alaska. And then, like some folks, I had a very abrupt mid-career change, and I went and I got my Master's of Fine Arts in Writing. I went to the Iowa Writers Workshop and worked on um, writing short fiction, which had been a passion of mine. And so spent several years dedicated to writing short stories and working on a novel. I published a book of short stories in 2015 and um, came back to sort of the practice of law and teaching of law at Unity College. What advice would you give to current Unity students who might want to follow in an aspect of your career path? Like maybe for con law students who don't necessarily want to be a cop or a game warden, what advice would you give to students looking to pursue law? Well, I think, I mean, my primary advice is to think, I guess my primary advice is to think less about what you want to be and more about what you want to do, right? Life is, life is not so much of a noun, right? You can, you can be a lawyer, right? That, that's the noun of being a lawyer. But the question is, what do you want to do? If, if I say, do you want to be a lawyer? That might sound attractive. If I say, would you like to spend 16 hours a day doing legal research and writing? That may sound pretty unattractive, right? There's a difference between being and doing. And so I think the uh, the questions I would ask any student who's sort of thinking about um, how they want to pursue a career is what do you want to do in sort of a day-to-day life? And then the other question is like, what do you want to accomplish? What do you want to change? And I think something that is wonderful about Unity is that students come to realize, or I hope they come to realize, that there are many different avenues for affecting the kind of change we want to see in the world, right? So take... I don't know, take, take a really simple sort of illustrative example. Let's say that you wanted people to stop using plastic bags in Waldo County or in the town of Unity, right? That's, that's your goal. You recognize, we should all recognize, that there are a lot of different ways to do that. We could get an ordinance through the city council. We could do a sort of public awareness campaign of art and posters. We could go door to door and, and talk to people about it. We could get a state law through the legislature that affects um, uh, that affects unity. There are many different ways we can sort of accomplish that goal through art or litigation or business or any manner of ways. Um, so the I think that the key questions that I invite students to think about is 
what do you want to do? Right? Do you enjoy knocking on doors and talking to people? Or do you enjoy like thinking, you know, writing persuasive pieces or doing art, right? That's your inform how you're going to make the change. And the second is like, what is the kind of change you want to make? What is it you want to accomplish? And recognize that there are a lot of different sort of co-equal avenues to achieving that change. Do you have any advice for aspiring writers? I do. The, uh, the primary advice I have for writers is to sit down and write. Thinking about writing is very different than writing. The way you get better at writing is to write. Write frequently, write regularly, write often. Most of it is going to be lousy. That's okay. Uh, the vast majority of any writer's output is lousy, and you have to sort of sit with that and do it. But writing, um, writing is a, is a really physical exercise. There's a big difference, and I'm sure you've recognized in your own writing, that there's a difference between sort of imagining the sentence you want to write or imagining what you want to communicate and then sitting down and having your hand and your head pick out the words that go in order. Um, it's a different sort of physical tactile experience that you can't, um, that you can't accomplish just by thinking about it. You got to do it. And so the, the best advice for writers is to write frequently and also to read broadly. Um, the, reading widely, reading in a variety of different genres. Um, those are all, those are all useful things. What connection, if any, have you found between your work in fiction and your work in law? Well, they're, they're, they're really connected. I think it goes back to that same idea of what is the change you want to see in the world and recognizing that there are many different avenues to achieve it. Um, if, if one of the ways that, if one of the things that I would like to do with my career is to help make a more compassionate world where people care more about one another and care about the world in which they live and care about the environment, right? I can use legal tools to achieve that. I can sue them if they, if they pollute or fail to be, you know, if they, if they act as in shabby ways. Or I can work in um, in a regulatory capacity uh, as a regulation lawyer or policymaker and try to create regulations or statutes that force people to be behave in pro-social ways or in environmentally beneficial ways. You can also write, you know, pieces of fiction or poetry or um, paintings that inspire people or help people to move towards a more compassionate. Um, way of being. I think in my own experience, you know, some of the places I've never, I've never read a statute that sort of broke my heart and made me want to be a better person, but I've read stories that have broken my heart and made me want to be a better person. So it's a, it's, it's all towards the same end. What kind of work are you doing with your new job as vice president of flagship? Um, well, it is, it's the, the role of the vice president of flagship is to have a single person who their sole job is to uh, focus on and worry about and promote and ensure that the residential flagship campus, this spot on Quaker Hill Road where we have our residence halls and our students and our classrooms, that, um, that we continue to develop, experiment, and grow this place that we love. Um, there are other components 
of Unity College now. There's distance education. There's the um, Sustainable Ventures unit that's going to be developing. Right? There's these, we imagine and we hope that if the, that when the Unity College enterprise idea is fully realized, that we will have a lot of different components to Unity College and serving a lot of different audiences. The flagship is, is this, this spot here, our residential campus. And so my job is, for, is to be um, working on behalf of every function within the flagship, from admissions to um, uh, athletics to student life to academics, to ensure that all of the people that are working to that end to try to uh, accomplish what we're trying to accomplish in the, in the flagship have all the tools they need, and this includes students, have all the tools they need to succeed, and that any obstacle to that success, it's my job to try to remove that. Are you having fun? I am. Thank you for asking. Yeah, it's a, you know, the, there's that old cliche that a change is as good as a rest. Um, so it is, this is a big change, but it's an invigorating change, and I find myself using, um, you know, drawing up upon, um, sort of muscles that I haven't used in a while, probably in some ways closer to lawyering muscles, which is a nice way of saying I go to a lot of meetings now. But um, there's also it's also really exciting to learn new things. Right? I didn't, um, I had some uh, sense of how different functions within the college worked because of my role as a, as a faculty member, but faculty members have a pretty limited window on all the different pieces of the college. And so, Learning about residence life, learning about admissions. It's been really exciting to sort of work with the folks who do amazing work in those areas and learn the, the expertise that they bring to it. So that's been really invigorating. Do you have any advice for students who are interested in pursuing graduate degrees and potentially graduate degrees in a different area of study? maybe for people that already have a career and are interested in doing something like you did with your fine arts degree? Sure. So I think it's always, you know, we live in a time where um, being courageous is, um, where you, we, we, can, we can be a little more courageous than perhaps some of our, some previous generations would imagine. The idea of, just abruptly changing a career and exploring something new, um, I think can be can be really exciting and can be really worthwhile. The advice I have is um, is pay attention to the cost of education. Pay attention, to, particularly when you're thinking about graduate studies. And this is very true of legal studies. Um, law school, uh, historically, like many professional schools, law school, med medical school has had sort of a different funding structure than some other sort of graduate programs. It's, it tends to be more expensive um, and there'd be less sort of funding or scholarship options or sort of uh, teaching assistantships or research assistantships that you might find in another sort of PhD program. I mentioned that because um, if you are looking at some of these, when you're looking at sort of graduate schools and you think about some of the work that many of our students want to accomplish, you don't want to take on a debt burden that actually forecloses some of the work that you want to do. I saw this a lot with my peers in law school. Um, many uh, first-year law students come in uh, thinking that they want to work in some sort of public interest field, either for environmental nonprofits or to be public defenders or some of these other sort of um, public interest areas. 
um, often those jobs don't pay particularly well. And if a student takes on a huge debt burden, they, as many of my uh, peers did, would find themselves you know, working in a corporate law firm um, simply because that's what they had to do to service their debt. I mentioned that so that not to scare people off of things like law school, but if you're going to um, embark upon that sort of training and your overall purpose is to do something that would be sort of maybe a more public interest um, oriented career, then that uh, makes it all the more important that you really explore options to help you keep your, uh, your costs low so that you have the freedom to actually do what you want once you've attained the skills that you need to do it. Is there anything else that you'd like to leave us with? No, I'm really excited that Unity Commons has started um, uh, this podcast experiment, and I wish you guys every success with it. Thank you so much, and thank you for sitting down with me. It's my pleasure.